The portion of Ayikra is the first portion of the third book of the Torah. And here we find that there are 111 Pesukim, 111 verses in the portion. And the Mesoretic notes are the Uel and Siva. These are the two mnemonics to remember that there are 111 passages in the Torah. What is the concept of 111? And how does this connect with the portion of Ayikra? The portion of Ayikra deals primarily with the mitzvah of sacrifices. As the Torah says, Adam kiyakiv mikem korban Lashem, a person who wants to come close to God, what does he do? He brings a sacrifice. And this sacrifice could be from cattle, a cow, or a sheep, or a goat, and even from a dove. And by bringing this sacrifice on the altar, he becomes closer to God. As the Ramban explains that a person, when he brings a sacrifice on the altar, it's not simply that he is bribing God with an animal. But rather, really the person himself should be placed on the altar. Because of his sin, because of his violation and insignificance. However, God's kindness allows us to exchange our body and our money and our soul for the animal that we put onto the altar. And by doing so, we become atoned. And the Zohar goes on to say that the Razad the Kurbana Ula Ad Razadain that the secret of the sacrifice enters into the secret chambers of the infinite God. But really, what is the concept of sacrifices today? Only when we had the Mishkan, or the first holy temple, or the second holy temple, were we able to bring these korbanis, these sacrifices. But nowadays that there is no holy temple, how does one get close to God? Says the Alter Rebbe, Adam kiyakriv mikem. That a person, Adam, a person, kiyakriv, if he wants to come close, mikem, it must come from you. In other words, it's dependent upon you. Each person has the potential. Each person has the ability. And each person has the know-how, how to come close to God. And you have to offer of yourself. What does that mean of yourself? From your animal. From your cow. From your sheep. From your goat. Each person is made up of a godly soul and an animal soul. The godly soul wants godliness, it wants to study Torah, wants to pray, wants to give charity, it wants to do the right thing. The animal soul, on the other hand, wants to do animalistic things, it wants to eat, it wants to sleep, it wants power, it wants honor, it wants glory, it wants money. That is the animal soul. Says the Torah, if you want to come close to God, then you have to bring your animal soul on the altar, you have to bring your animal soul close to God. And use your eating and your drinking and your sleeping and all of your potential for the sake of godliness and spirituality. This concept is actually found within the word Adam. A person, a man, or a woman. Adam. What is Adam? What is the meaning of man? Aleph, Dam. Aleph is the letter Aleph. And then you have the word dam, blood. 
What is a person? A combination of the letter Aleph and the word blood. Aleph represents God. Aleph represents the godly soul. Alufay Shalaylam, the master of the universe. Also, the word Aleph, if you read it in the reverse, spells out the letters Pele, wondrous. The soul is wondrous, for the soul is above the body. But the soul has to travel from the highest realms of standing before God to come down into this very low world and to go into the body, into the animal soul, which is found in the blood. Kiadam. For the blood is the nefesh, is the soul, is the animal soul. So what is Adam? A combination of the godly and the animalistic. And by uniting these two together, we become Adam. And the job of the godly soul is to convince and to persuade and to inspire and to teach the animal soul that the animal soul is also godly. That the animal soul could also be good. That the animal soul could also become close to God. The godly soul is automatically close to God. But the godly soul has now a mission, a job to teach the animal soul that you too can be close to God. And on the contrary, there's more energy in the animal. In other words, Hasidism says that we don't destroy the animal. On the contrary, we use the animal to plow. We use the energy of the animal to produce, we harness the power of the animal to, wake, to make the world a better place. And the same is true spiritually that we don't crush the animal soul. On the contrary, we use the energy and the power of the animal soul to come closer to God. This is the concept of Adam. This is the concept of man. And this is the objective of all the sacrifices. Starting from the first portion in Vayikra, throughout the entire book of Vayikra, the book of Leviticus that deals with sacrifices, the objective is the same, and that is to take our animal and to elevate the animal and to bring our animal closer to God. And that is why we have 111 passages in this parsha. The number 111 is the gematria, is the numerical computation to the letter Aleph. Aleph has the gematria of one. It's the first letter. However, if you spell out the word Aleph, Aleph is Aleph Lamid Pei. Aleph is one. Lamid is 30. Pei is 80. It equals 111. And therefore, the, the portion of Ayikra has 111 psukim because the entire portion of Ayikra deals with the Aleph. That the Aleph, the godly soul, has to inspire the animal soul to go for a sacrifice, to be elevated on the altar, to get closer to God. And in truth, this concept is found in the letter Aleph itself, in the graphic design of the Aleph. What do you have? You have a dot on the top, a yud on the top, and a yud on the bottom, and a line in between. That is the Aleph. The yud on the top, the dot on top, represents the godly soul. The dot on the bottom represents the animal soul. And the line in between is the job of the godly soul to inspire and connect the animal soul to become one with God. That is the letter Aleph. And furthermore, the word Aleph is Aleph Lamed Pei. 
Aleph represents Chochma, the concept, and Lamid, which means Limud, to teach, is Bina understanding, and the Pei represents Peh, mouth, which is Das, which is understanding and emotions. And how do we know this? Because the word Duel, which is the Simon, the mnemonic of the Parsha, is Aleph Lamid. Aleph Lamid are the first two letters of the word Aleph. And then Du'u is to know. And Du'u equals 80, which is the letter Pei. So in the word Du'uel, we also have the letters of Aleph Lamid Pei, which is Aleph, 111. It's interesting to note that the portion of Ayikra is read either before Purim, on a leap year like this year, or Vayikra is read right before Pesach, Passover. So therefore there must be a message of Vayikra to both the month of Ador and also the month of Nisan in which we find the holiday of Pesach. And to begin by saying that the word Vayikra, the very first word in this week's parsha, has a small aleph. And there's a very famous question, why is the aleph of Vayikra small? And we'll soon talk about it. But the concept of Ayikra starts with the Aleph, the small Aleph, and it ends with the Namanic, which is 111 that equals the word Aleph. So how do we connect this with the month of Ador? The Mishnah says, The first day of the month of Ador, the emissaries of the Beth Din would go out and they would call and remind all the people to give the machetzis shekel, the half a dollars, to the Holy Temple. So first of all, it's the first day of Adar, which is Aleph. Aleph is the first. And what does the month of Adar mean? Adar means Aleph Dar. The letter Aleph dwells in this month. What is the Aleph? The Aleph is a dot on the top and dot on the bottom. The dot on the top is a Yud. A Yud equals ten. The yud on the bottom again equals ten. What was the calling of the of these men of the Bezdin? What did the emissaries say? Each person has to give a half a dollar. How much was a half a dollar? So one dollar, one shekel was esrim gaita, was twenty gaita. A half a dollar is ten gaita, which is the letter yud. So each person gives. 10 and 10, which is the yud on the top and the yud on the bottom. Because each person has to feel incomplete, only like half. So one Jew gives half and the other Jew gives half and now you have a complete dollar. And that was the letter Aleph. And this is consistent with the story of Purim. What happened on Purim was that Haman went to Achashverosh and said, There's one nation. However, they are separated and, and divided amongst all the countries of the king. In other words, that the Jews are not united. The Jews are living with hate and divisiveness. Comes along the mitzvah of Machasis HaShakal that we give on the eve of Purim. And we say, no, on the contrary, look, Jews are united. I give a half and my friend gives a half and we become one. 
And that one is is found in the letter Aleph that has the Yud on top, which is ten Gaida. And the Yud on the bottom, which is ten Gaida, which together equal one complete shekel. So that is the connection between the Aleph and the month of Adar. What is the connection between Aleph and the month of Nisan, which is the month of Passover, Pesach? We are told that in the month of Nisan we were, we were redeemed for the first time. And so too, a Mashiach will come. Benisan nigalu ubenisin asidni goel. In the month of Nisan, we were redeemed for the first time. And so too, in the month of Nisan, we're going to be redeemed with the coming of Mashiach. The month of Nisan is the first month of the year. It's Aleph. And furthermore, what is the difference between exile and redemption? The letter Aleph. If you put the Aleph into the word Gola, which is exile. It becomes Geula, it becomes redemption. So what is the Aleph? The Aleph is really what we call a mushal. The Aleph is really what we call a parable or an allegory. Why? What is a mushal? What is an allegory? You start with the, the dot on the top. You have God's intellect, which is beyond our comprehension. Or you have the intellect of a great teacher that is beyond the comprehension of the disciple. So what does the teacher do to give over and convey this message? They give an allegory, they give a mushal, a parable. And they tell a story. And now the student grasps the story and he gets the idea that the teacher is trying to convey. And eventually, even though his mind is small, it's the yud on the bottom, but eventually when the student learns and contemplates this parable, Eventually, this yud on the bottom will become the yud on top. He will get what the teacher wanted to convey. That is called a mushal. And that is the letter Aleph. The Aleph is the form, the graphic design of a mushal. Our rabbis tell us that the whole Torah, the entire Torah, the five books of Moses, the 24 books of the prophets, and the 60 books of the Mishnah, they are called a mushal. They are called mushal akadmoini, the primordial parable. It is the parable of God. It's God's parable to the world and it's our marshal, our parable to comprehend God. God is beyond our comprehension. God is infinite. We are finite. How could a finite mind comprehend an infinite God? So God gave us a Torah. It has one story of Adam and Eve, another story of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob and Sarah, Rivka, Rocha, Valeya. And there's another story of the Jews in the desert, in the Egypt, in the splitting of the Red Sea. Amazing stories, blockbuster movies in Hollywood. It's all a marshal. Of course it's true. It happened. There was an Adam, there was an Eve, and there was an Abraham, there was a Sarah, there was a Moses, there was an Aaron. It's all true. But what is the reason that God tells us these stories? Within these stories lies the deepest secrets. And through understanding these stories and going through the layers of these stories, one comes to comprehend the true original intellect of God himself. And that is the letter Aleph. So with this in mind, we can appreciate the following. And that is that everyone said that how does a teacher teach the children how does a teacher teach the Talmudim, the disciples in Cheder, in Yeshiva, in school? He tells them that the letter Aleph looks like a water carrier. A water carrier has two pails of water, and then you have the torso, 
And that is the letter Aleph. A pail of water on top, a pail of water on bottom. And the man in between, you have now the letter Aleph. And I was thinking, why does the Rebbe give this parable? Why does the Rebbe give this mushal? When a tzaddik and, and a, a teacher, and, and a teacher like in the caliber of the Rebbe, the Moses of our generation, gives a parable, it's not random. But this was done with thought and intentionally that what is the olive? The olive is the water carrier with two barrels. Because this is the real meaning of olive. It's the yura on the top, which looks like a drop of water, alluding to supernal wisdom. And then you have the other, the other pail of water, which represents the earthly wisdom. And the objective is to connect the godly wisdom with the earthly wisdom. So the godly wisdom is Torah and tefillah and Talmud. And then you have earthly wisdom. You have physics and science and math, etc., etc. In essence, it's not a contradiction. On the contrary, we have to unite the two. You have to bring the earthly wisdom to God and the godly wisdom to earth. And this was already accomplished at Sinai when God came down to the mountain. For God coming down to the mountain gave us the ability to unite the spiritual with the physical. And all of this is found within the letter Aleph. So this is really what the letter Aleph is all about. It's about a carbon, it's about a sacrifice. That our soul, the Yid, the Yud on the bottom represents a Yid, a Jew, wants to come close to the Yud on top. What is the Yud on top? Is God. God's name begins with the Yud. The Yud and the He and the Vav and the He is a Yud. And the name of Adnai ends with the Yud. So the Yud on bottom wants to connect with the Yud on top. And that's what a carbon is all about. It's about connecting and elevating ourselves to God. And this brings us to the famous story that the Alter Rebbe, the first Chabad Rebbe, brought his grandson, the Tzemech Sedek, to Cheder, to Yeshiva, to school. And it's customary when a child comes to school, the first thing you teach him is not Bereshus Baralikim, is not the first passage in the Torah, but rather you teach him Vayikra, the opening verse of Vayikra. And there it says, Vayikra, and God called Moses. And after the Tzemach Tzedek went to school and the teacher read for him the, the, uh, the verse of Ayikra, the Alter Rebbe turned to him and said, no, you have any questions? And the three-year-old boy said, yes, I do have a question. How come the Aleph of Ayikra is small? Why is it a small Aleph? So the Alter Rebbe pondered for a short while and he said as follows, Adam, Adam, the first man, was created by the hands of God. And therefore his wisdom was even greater than the administering angels, the Malachi Asharis. And that is why in the book of Chronicles, when it talks about all the generations starting from Adam, you find that the Aleph of the word Adam, Adam, is large. It's a large Aleph. Adam, Adam knew his greatness. He knew his brilliance. He knew he was smarter than the angels and smarter than Moses. And because of that, 
Because of that arrogance, he sinned. He sinned in the Garden of Eden. In contrast to Moshe, by Yikra Moshe, and God calls to Moshe with a small aleph, Moshe Rabbeinu said to himself, he had a broken heart. And he said, you know, if someone else, not the son of Amram, not the seventh to Avraham Avinu, but another person would be given my qualities, that person would surely advance and accomplish much more than I. He was humble. And because Moshe Rabbeinu was humble, therefore Vayikra, God called him a calling of love. And that is why the Aleph of Vayikra is small. And so therefore this is the message of the parsha that starts off with a small Aleph. And ends off with 111 Pesukim, which also spells out the word, the, the word Aleph. And that is on one hand, we have to know that Atem Kruyim Adam, each one of us is called man, each one of us is called Adam. And therefore we have tremendous knowledge and tremendous potential. And we have the abilities of Adam Arishon, of Adam the first man, and we can go even beyond the angels. And therefore, when someone calls upon us and says, look, I need a favor. I need you to help me build a school. I need you to help me build a synagogue. I need you to help me build a community. I need you to teach this child. I need you to inspire another person to put on film. You say, me? I'm nothing. You're calling on the wrong person. I can't do anything. What do you mean you can't? You're Adam. You have the potential of Adam, the first man that God himself created. On the other hand, after you accomplish these great things, and after you realize your potential, at the same time, you have to have the small Aleph. The Aleph of Moshe, Vayikra Moshe, to be humble and to realize that, you know what, it's true you were given this opportunity. But if someone else had that opportunity, the other person would do a lot more than you. And that is the way Vayikra, God calls us with a, with a calling of love. And that is the way that even though we are finite and small, and down here in this world, we can truly be elevated as a sacrifice to go upon the altar and to become truly one with God, which is the ultimate Aleph, Alufa Yishal Oilam, the master of the universe. And we hope and pray that we will see the Aleph, how the Aleph will transform Goyla, the exile, into Geula, the redemption, when Adam himself, which Adam is an acronym for Adam David Mashiach, Mashiach, who comes from Adam, will once again reestablish the third holy temple with the coming of Mashiach speedily in our days.